0: Welcome.
1: I'm Nako Narder.
0: I'm Emily Walborn.
1: And this is half Asian.
0: Half hour.
1: Today we will be talking about the movie Kumiko the Treasure Hunter.
0: I had never heard of this movie until like a few weeks ago when I I don't know how I think I was like googling mystery movies or, or something oh. like that thriller movies or something and this came up.
1: Okay I had never heard of it until you said it last week
0: yeah new new for both of us
1: but then i was telling my roommate about it and she knew mm-hmm. because she had watched a bunch of robert pattinson movies over the summer and these directors made
0: mm-hmm. the movie that he was
1: in i had never heard of any damsel movies yes
0: yeah <laughs> jordan and i saw that one damsel as part of like a film festival i think in boston that we went to
1: Ooh. so this was co-directed by david zellner and his brother And the story is based on an urban legend surrounding a woman named Takako Konishi who died in a snowstorm. Allegedly, the urban legend was that she died in search of the fictional ransom money from Mm -hmm. the scene in Fargo. But this has been since debunked as a miscommunication between her and local law enforcement. Because, yeah, they
0: didn't speak Japanese. And so they just, and she kept saying Fargo. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, "Oh, you're looking for the Fargo treasure," which obviously was not the
1: case. Yeah. So later, her death was ruled as a suicide based on a note she left, phone calls to their parents shortly before, and her leaving possessions all over the place. And there was also a short film called "This Is a True Story," directed by Paul Berkseller mm-hmm. in 2003 about her about her story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm starting off a little bit in terms of how good this is for representation. We're going to hear a lot of Japanese people got work out of this in a very good way. Mm -hmm. But also this is a pretty sensitive and sad story about a woman who ultimately Mm -hmm. three white men profited off of. And I think I'm always going to be a little bit sensitive to the handling of Japanese suicide because between... Mm -hmm. Natalie Dormer's The Forest and Logan Paul's Mm -hmm. career, it is something that (laughs) is taken really lightly despite Japan being in the top 10 countries uh, for suicide rates year after year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't know uh, it was like the true story um, until after I watched it and I looked it up. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I agree. It's it's kind of strange because the co-directors, they were like, no, no, we're not going to watch the short film that is, is um, that like, is essentially the documentary about right. what really went on with her, right. the real life woman. They're like, no, 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 we're not going to watch it because we don't want our, our story to be influenced oh. by it, and they wanted it to be more, um, like fairy tale, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what are those Grimm's fairy tales? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. wanted it to be more like that and not based solely off the true story but they took in obviously they took the inspiration from the fake telling of it like the incorrect facts from the real case and turned that into a movie
1: yeah which isn't a bad idea like I understand being like okay there was this miscommunication there's an urban legend now what would happen if that were the case I don't think that that is a bad premise for a movie, but I think especially after having done Better Luck tomorrow, there seems to be a big difference in seeing a news story about something tragic happening to an Asian person and the ways that these filmmakers responded to it and how they let mm-hmm. that inspire their filmmaking.
0: Yeah, because I mean, it does feel a little bit, I, I don't know, in retrospect, knowing the real story and then thinking about the movie, its it does feel exploitative mm-hmm. because... They're purely going off of the misinformation of her. Yeah. Of, oh, the the white police officers say she was looking for Mm -hmm. the Fargo treasure and that's what ran in the headlines and that's what they saw and didn't look into Yeah, the real reasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think on paper or in broad strokes, it left me with kind of a weird feeling, but I do think as we get into it, the details of how they did it mostly felt, I think, redeem it or mostly felt respectful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's so it starts off with a little placard that says this is a true story which i think is both a nod to the title of the short doc that they didn't watch and how <laughs> uh fargo starts mm-hmm. it stars rinko kikuchi who we love from pacific Rim and other stuff Babel. yes and she executive she was an executive producer on this which
0: mm.
1: made me like it a lot i i mm-hmm. liked it seemed like she had some agency it starts with her on a beach in a cave and she finds a vhs tape this movie is gorgeous the cinematography the production design the sound it looks great
0: mm-hmm. it's a beautifully yeah. shot movie mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely more like film festival yeah bait than I was expecting it to be I guess total Sundance bait yes but if the moment you start watching it you're like oh okay <laughs> yeah this is the vibe got it yeah
1: so then it takes us through what our daily life is She's, she lives in Japan. She lives in Tokyo. She has like a boring job at a bank. She hates her boss. Her boss hates mm-hmm. her. She doesn't get along with any of her coworkers because they just want to talk about makeup. Her mom keeps calling her asking her when she's going to get married.
0: Her boss asks her when she's going to get married.
1: Yeah. She's clearly suffering from pretty severe depression. Her life sucks hard. And also she's clearly dealing with some mm-hmm. mental illness, maybe in addition to the depression. Um, then her friend, she's walking home and her friend Michi runs into her on the street and Kumiko's really, like, cold, barely responding at all, but Michi is unfazed um, and is like, yeah. we should hang out. and was kind of, like, joking with her, which I sort of appreciated because I do think, like, I don't know, if your old friend is in a bad mood, you're not gonna, like, give up on her. You're gonna be mm-hmm, like, "Yeah, maybe she
0: just needs to be cheered up. This is maybe, <laughs> this is a scene that I keep thinking about from mm-hmm. the movie just when she, like, kept pretending to stab her with yes. the phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah I kept thinking about that yesterday like I should try to do that to somebody that's funny <laughs> that's
1: funny and it was like a good way because she's like give me your number and we can go to a cafe and then Kumiko just stands there like catatonic and then she goes like,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs>
1: yeah. goes. <laughs> I was like that's a good like she did a good job a of good trying bit. to diffuse
0: the situation. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good bit.
1: But then she goes through some more chores. She's cold to the, the dry cleaning guy who she has to take her boss's suit to. She clearly has a bunch of mail in her mailbox that she ignores. Her apartment is in disarray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's struggling for sure. She is,
0: yeah, she's a little
1: bunny. Bunzo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she, she watches her neighbors dance. Mm-hmm.
0: And she just like um, watches Fargo and takes notes.
1: Mm-hmm. Really detailed notes,
0: especially where Steve Buscemi leaves the. Money. money money mm-hmm.
1: so so far i think this is between the way that michiko her like warmth and humor and watching her neighbors like dance mm-hmm. i liked i think it would be so easy to just focus on kumiko and being like everyone in japan is like a depressed workaholic mm. and i thought it was nice that they showed like nope it's just another country people have senses of humor people have to navigate like social faux pas
0: and like her co-workers are clear- clearly like their work
1: yeah yes yeah. Her mom calls her. That clearly puts her in a bad mood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then she gets caught trying to steal an atlas from the library. And yeah. uh, she's like, I just need the page of Minnesota. And the security guard is like, fine. And he rips the page out and gives it to her and is like, just don't come back to the library.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then the boss asks yes, her about, do have a boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, that was a weird scene. I was like, I don't really know was what rough. he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And so then she just takes dry cleaning. Again, she throws it away. Yeah, she meets her old friend for coffee, mm-hmm. and her friend's like, "I gotta go to the bathroom. Can you watch mm-hmm. my kid?" She stares at the kid and just bolts.
1: <laughs> yeah, she goes home in her VHS, the ribbon gets fucked, so she has to get a new one.
0: She has to buy a DVD player and a new mm-hmm. Fargo DVD, and and it looked like a new TV to go yeah. with the- like, it's a, it's a pricely uh, replacement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she has to be able to watch Fargo.
1: Yeah. And then her mental illness and the circumstances that exacerbate it intensify. Uh, her boss fl- threatens to replace her. She tries to free her rabbit and then ultimately decides to abandon it on a train and is, like, crying. Mm-hmm. Really sad. She's not doing well. All so sad. then she flies to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So this is this is an American movie. We're mm-hmm. 45 minutes in, and so far, everything has taken place in Tokyo, and the whole movie has been in Japanese, and everything's been mm-hmm. Japanese people, which was unusual, but I kind of liked.
0: Mm-hmm. Golden Globes probably watched it 45 minutes. In. I when also they, get, that- they were like, oh, it's a foreign film? And then 45 minutes in, when they went back to America, they're like, I have to turn this off. And I don't know what, what's going on.
1: <laughs> the fact that there's a Japanese person in it would probably be enough. They think <laughs> Killing Me is a foreign language film. <laughs> god uh so she gets to the airport and then these two like tourism guides are like we'll help you figure out how to get we'll like show you a map they kind of remind me of like mormon missionaries
0: Mm -hmm. yeah they were religious in some way because they were like you're you'll come across some other religious people they might Mm -hmm. not want to help you like we want to it Mm -hmm. was it was vaguely religious yeah but she makes it onto a bus towards fargo Mm -hmm. but it breaks down and then she gets
1: out and walks I will say the set like the Minnesota half of this movie kind of reminded me of Borat it sort of felt (laughs) like like different sketches where you're watching I think they could have told the story differently where you're like who is this foreign woman I don't understand what she wants but because we just spent so much time with her Mm. you're Mm -hmm. seeing everything from her perspective and even like The tourism people, everyone she meets, you can tell they're trying to help her and they're trying to be nice, but you're still like bothered by them and you still are seeing things through her eyes.
0: Yeah, because they're, they're like getting in her way. Yeah. And you're kind of annoyed, like, no, she doesn't want your tourist information. She wants your help to get to Fargo. Just
1: (laughs) help her get to Fargo. (laughs) She's actually being quite clear with what she wants. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah then this she's walking around in the cold uh this woman takes her in asks her if she's an exchange student tells her her husband fought in the korean war tries to Mm -hmm. show her a copy of the book shogun by james clavell yeah
0: classic stuff
1: it's a paperback because hardbacks are show-offs and i couldn't agree more surely (laughs) but she's so she like lets her stay for the night um but she won't take her to
0: fargo she's like no you don't want to go to fargo and she's Mm -hmm. i'm like she's just that's where she wants to go you have no idea why she wants to go there just let her go
1: yes and also you're like you're being so generous like you took in this stranger who's a foreigner who didn't speak english you like gave her a warm bed and yet i'm still like fuck off kind of yeah exactly
0: (laughs) shut up shirley
1: yeah shut up shirley sorry and so then she's like i gotta get out of here and
0: she sneaks away which fair it's and it's interesting with all of these the interactions she's had so far in america
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i think it's like the reason um watching it i I was kind of annoyed at these people is because you can tell she's annoyed Mm -hmm. she's like i have literally have places to be yeah and (laughs) yeah and you're slowing me down totally
1: and you don't even she really wants to get to fargo Mm -hmm. as the audience you there's no reason for you to want her to get to fargo you know the money isn't there and yet you're also like everyone who is an obstacle in her way is annoying me. I need her to get to, like, you don't even want her to do it, but you're still like, I need this to
0: happen. I didn't want her to go. Cause I was like, I don't know, maybe there is money there. <laughs> I was like, wow. I want her to go. I, at a certain point I was like, if there's not, if she doesn't find the money in the end, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay.
1: Interesting. Different reads. Yeah. She, she, her struggles continue. Her she's at a motel, her card gets declined, her mom yells mm-hmm. at her on the phone. Uh, she steals a quilt.
0: Yeah, which honestly that was re- I was that was very inventive. That was smart. She takes the comforter from the bed and cuts a hole mm-hmm. down the middle so that she can either like put her head through it mm-hmm. or like wear it as a hood. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah.
1: It's really smart. Really and smart. Really smart amazing. actually. Yeah. <laughs> An inventive and genius woman who should have been promoted at work.
0: Then this this is the part where I was like Okay, <laughs> police in the U.S. are actually so, mm-hmm. so messed up mm-hmm. because people are, she, she's just walking down the side of the road, not even in the road. She's yeah. wearing the, the comforter. Mm-hmm. People are honking at her and yelling at her. Yeah. And then the police come and they're like, yeah, we got reports of a woman walking with a blanket. Is mm-hmm. that you? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: why is that a police matter? Why is that a police matter?
1: How is this like what we're expending resources on? ridiculous yes so he picks her up um they watch fargo in his office he takes her to a chinese restaurant to see if a chinese woman can translate and she's like i don't actually speak any japanese he's like not even a little not even a few sentences as if like she'll know the few sentences (laughs) that he needs
0: and then she and then he's like yeah do you speak chinese
1: can we go why would i (laughs) no
0: it's like no i obviously speak japanese
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and the sheriff you like him he's like clearly trying to help her and he's like very gentle Mm -hmm. with her even though you're like you're kind of ignorant actually and you're a cop so like that sucks but and if we're going by the story the miscommunication with him is what led to the urban legend right so he's sort of the villain Mm-hmm. yeah she calls her mom again they fight to get her, her mom sucks i understand yeah. her exasperation with her daughter but like geez <laughs> so then the sheriff takes kumiko starts crying at the chinese restaurant and so the sheriff takes her to a thrift store to buy her a winter coat
0: some boots gloves,
1: yeah and the whole time i'm kind of like i really hope he doesn't like i hope he's not just helping her because he wants to like make a move on her mm-hmm. and then she kisses him and he's like oh i actually have a family and I was like, okay, I guess mm-hmm. I'm relieved. But yeah. also I completely understand why she thought she could go in for the kiss, I guess. Because I was scared that he was going to the whole time.
0: Yeah, he was being very nice. So I can see why she got her signals crossed.
1: It just was confusing. Like, it isn't this mm-hmm. man's job to do all
0: this stuff. So,
1: like, what is happening? Yeah. Obviously, if the genders were reversed, I would be like, that is never grounds to do that.
0: <laughs> but it's Kamiko and we like her, so. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. So then she runs away. She gets a cab she has the cab pull over in the woods. she doesn't pay she runs away into the forest mm-hmm.
0: and then a dog comes and takes her fargo dvd mm-hmm. which i was like in this whole movie that's the stretch that was yes. a stretch for me I was
1: yeah
0: like, <laughs> a dog would not care about a dvd i'm sorry
1: yeah what's the i dog- know
0: dogs and dogs would not care
1: <laughs> yeah you think the dogs are not gonna go for the quilt
0: yeah come on
1: yeah she finds a briefcase under the frozen lake just kidding it's a piece of ore she's ruined her hands trying to get it
0: yeah that was i was watching that like that's gonna be so cold
1: yeah it was rough and then it's nighttime the snowstorm gets worse and worse Mm -hmm. and then the next morning she emerges from the snow rides a ski lift finds the treasure triumphs and the rabbit is there Mm -hmm. so it's implied that she's dead
0: or that she did it. Or that she
1: did it and her rabbit made it all the way to the US.
0: Well, her rabbit was on a train. That's true. That's a really good point. She had to fly to get there faster, but that she thought the train the rabbit, the rabbit can come a little bit later.
1: Yeah, that's actually a really good point that I didn't
0: even consider. So that's how it ends.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, implied that she's dead. Yeah. But for a minute there, I was like, oh, sweet. She did find it good.
1: (laughs) Oh, I thought for sure you would be, as someone who's from Montana, you'd be like, yeah, right. Like, anyone would survive the snowstorm. Stupid.
0: Well, she definitely would. And I I couldn't even believe she went to Minnesota without any, with a pea coat.
1: Yeah. (laughs) In the winter. I was like,
0: that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um,
1: What would you give it for Gongs and Ramen?
0: I give it three and a half. Gongs. I thought it was good, sad, mm-hmm. a little bit slow mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little slow. I think that uh, he, she should have gone to America much sooner. Mm-hmm. It's my thing. She goes mm-hmm. pretty late in the movie. Because mm-hmm. for like the first 45 minutes, I'm like, yeah, her life does suck. Yeah. <laughs> for Ramen, I don't know. I'm having like a hard time untangling it from the real story yeah so i, I do think her performance was really good mm-hmm. uh, i don't know i think think maybe a four for representation like yeah i i don't think it was i think they should have probably learned what actually happened so i think maybe that could have informed yeah the ending a little bit more i think it may or, like, her interactions with the police officers, it could have been a lot more, I think, complex and interesting mm-hmm. and a little bit more sensitive. Yes. Um, but the performance was really good, and I I did, like, the stuff, um, everything through Tokyo up until, like, she came to yeah. America, I thought, was done well, so.
1: Yeah. I also, like, I considered watching the short doc to prepare for our little podcast I was like that Mm -hmm. seems like something I should inform myself on it drives me nuts the guy who made the movie Annihilation when they were like oh well they didn't say her race until the second book and he's like I didn't read all I'm just like what are you guys talking about like what do you mean (laughs) you're not gonna (laughs) you guys are gonna read all that doesn't make any sense to me I'll never understand it yeah that was crazy I thought Rinko Kikuchi gave an amazing performance that being said she has like eight lines the whole movie especially when she gets mm-hmm. to the u.s she says she basically just says fargo like yeah. she isn't the, it like is a really fine line between is she empowered or is she extremely mentally ill and delusional and like isn't receiving she's like being viewed as like whimsical and she's being infantilized mm-hmm.
0: that's a good point
1: she isn't yeah she isn't receiving any of the care that she needs I Yeah, plot-wise, they definitely should have gone to Minnesota earlier. But in terms of my own enjoyment, I liked the Tokyo half better.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: So I also gave it, like, a three and a half. Again, this is another movie that was, like, more cool than it was good. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just nice to look at.
1: Yeah, it was, like, a cool concept, and it was, like, pretty.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But it did not have to be an hour 45, not even a little bit.
0: Yeah. And for
1: representation, it, again, like, in the credits, they do all the Japan team first before the US team so like this was an opportunity for a lot of Japanese people to work on an American movie where it wasn't just about a white person and the Japanese people were props like this was just the it was kind of a Japanese film in the first half and Rinko Kikuchi got to be an executive producer which I'm hoping she was able to leverage for other things in her career yeah but it didn't break any stereotypes. It reinforced stereotypes of foreigners being stupid, of Japanese mental health being an issue, but not actually being cared about, only being looked at with like intrigue, Mm -hmm. of Japanese people being like single-minded workaholics driven to a fault. Yeah. So it didn't do anything new or good. It just let Japanese people be a part of the same bad conversation.
0: Yeah. Something about it to me too. The first, why I... I did like that it was in Tokyo Mm -hmm. and that they let people speak Japanese (laughs) yeah um I I did like that but to me something that so many of these like film festival indie movies do Mm -hmm. is I feel like the first half hour or so it's just kind of like boring because it's like this person's in such a rut they're not really they don't really talk much they're just Mm -hmm. like you just see their everyday life and yeah it really sucks and it's like I'm kind of tired of watching that (laughs) and it drives me crazy so I I was like "Ah, I just want her to go and do this thing or like yes move on or like already just do something that was totally so I I definitely see the reinforcement of stereotypes for Asian women in that half. I think it's also a part of the awards baits yeah. kind of moves that they do in, in their movies too.
1: Yeah, I was picturing what how it was being described by people at Sundance of like, oh, it's about this Japanese woman who thinks that there's treasure because she thinks Fargo's a document. I don't know. Like, I think the logline is probably more... The movie is more nuanced than the logline, but the logline is kind of offensive. Yeah. Maybe not offensive, but just, like... I don't know. I don't think... I just was able to picture, like, 2014 Sundance people just congratulating each other on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is unfortunate, considering the what actually happened. Uh,
1: yeah, again, if I'm this girl's family... That sucks.
0: Yeah. And it's winning awards. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, it Yeah. It's just not very kind.
1: Yeah. And it also, so this book that I read, Craft in the Real World by Matthew Seleses, talks about like what people include in their films and their books in terms of like what sticks out, what's interesting. And he's saying like, uh, if like an Asian creator doesn't explain what something is and his white audience is like wait you need to go into more detail because like that's unusual and he's like that's not unusual that's everyday life for me you just don't know what that is and I Mm -hmm. think the reason they spent so much time on like the Japan half was they were like this is a world people don't really know about but it's like well Japanese people actually the 45 minutes of the Japan scene could have been a seven minute clip and like everyone would have understood
0: yeah I mean she yeah she works terrible office job Mm -hmm. like nothing really all that unusual to what people experience in america as well yeah
1: it's literally just the opening (laughs) credits of every rom-com
0: yeah
1: yeah so i think that is sort of a clue that this is i mean it's an american movie but that is a clue that it is for an american audience
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah however 2014 that was our junior year of high school i probably would have been pretty excited to see it
0: yeah i could definitely see my high school self trying to really justify liking it
1: yeah (laughs) or not even justify liking it but just being like i'll take it
0: yeah (laughs) no it's cool yeah yeah (laughs) it did make me really want to watch fargo again though Mm. that movie is good
1: yeah so i guess good job rinko for sure yes i guess good job Zellner brothers yeah
0: they what's interesting one of them is the police officer one of the brothers
1: oh the police officer okay kind of a safety vibe kind of a i'm gonna act (laughs) a little bit
0: yeah yeah interesting when I learned that, though, I was kind of like, "Okay, you guys really should have <laughs> looked up what happened." Yeah,
1: what the fuck? <laughs> I know. I he pr- in particular, I was like, "This must have been an interesting audition for this part." Mm-hmm. I think that's what I spent the most time being like. How do they want us to view this guy? But that makes me think they think he's good. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I know like it that. was
0: that character is interesting too. It was had a lot of wh- white savior vibes. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, maybe that wouldn't be read the same way. Maybe it wouldn't seem like Borat to other people. Maybe they would be like, these people are trying to help her. And I'm like, this is a sketch. You guys look bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of it as Borat, but I can see that.
1: Yeah, the first half is just Tokyo and the second half is just Borat to me. <laughs> but like, instead of funny, it's extremely sad.
0: Yeah. Because she doesn't say anything. Yeah, but they did manage to look dang silly
1: thanks silly I thought but maybe not yeah. no I also mm.
0: thought especially the old lady I was like can you stop talking
1: literally <laughs> literally yeah that scene in particular I was like this reminds me of so many times where I've been at like my friends houses or like my friends are friends houses and like I just have to put up with it because they're like this is my parents friend and they're really nice and I'm like well not to me but I guess yeah you now <laughs> i guess they're not being mean so i guess mm-hmm. this is fine
0: it's okay <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i probably would also not say anything and then sneak out in the night
0: <laughs> run away yeah yeah tune in next time mm-hmm. the meg's going abroad <laughs> yeah. will anybody help her <laughs> i hope so
1: she really <laughs> needs to start seeing a therapist
0: she needs help
1: yeah
0: thanks guys to, to where she's going <laughs>
1: yeah
0: half we'll
1: half hour. thanks
0: bye